Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we visit with Clayton Dykehouse. When I ask listeners and others, who should I interview? Several people reached out Clayton and said, he's got a great story to tell. I don't know the story. Where should we begin? Tell me about Clayton Dykehouse. Um, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a senior at Hope this year, uh, D1 East graduate, class of 2019, um, I've, uh, adopted, uh, I'm a younger brother who's also adopted, uh, we grew up playing basketball in D1, um, I don't know what story everyone's referring to, but I would, uh, I would say I'm kind of unique in the fact that I, I'm kind of living out the little kid dream that I had myself when I was little watching uh, Colton Overway and Nate Snuggerud and uh, Bernard Dunk and uh, uh, Coach Carlson, so uh, Chad Carlson um, and I was the little kid at the boss, sneaking my ball in the back and shooting on the hoops at halftime and in the back gym uh, before and after the game and just watching those hopes I call them legends, and now I get to one of them my coach. But uh, watching those Hope guys just compete and play. I mean, every, like every Saturday I was at DeVos from, like, second grade to when I ended up uh, deciding that I was going to come play there as a freshman. So it's, it's kind of cool living, living something that I've wanted for so long. And, you know, Hope's just always been, like, it's a school that's really close. And it's kind of cliche to say, but, like, Hope's always been a place that, you know, it's my first basketball camp. I think I learned how to shoot a jump shot there when I was in second or third grade, the little kid camp. So now that I'm like a senior on this team with, uh, with these great guys and great coaches, it's, it's pretty cool. Clay Dykehouse is a second-year captain of the Hope College men's basketball team, a student-athlete, and the pride, as he mentioned, of Zealand East. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. So you mentioned the dream of perhaps following in the footsteps of those that you looked up to. What have you learned about dreaming? And when you dream that big, there's a risk that you'll be disappointed. How's it working out? Um, I'd say just putting in time. Uh, I was I was never the was never the fastest kid. I was never the smartest kid in the classroom. Um, but I had a I had a really I had really great parents who kind of instilled a work ethic in me at an early age. Um, my dad's a teacher in Zealand, so every time he went to go grade papers, when I was little, I would just go shoot around with a mini ball. Um, and then as I got older, he would kind of grade and then come rebound for me. And we would set goals, like I need to make uh, 200 shots this workout or 50 free throws after this workout. And as I got older, um, those turned into me setting my own goal. Um, I would. I would be the one begging him to go back to school to grade. Um, and that, you know, just, they really did a good job of supporting me in my dream. You know, as a really little kid, you watch Michigan and Michigan State, like, oh, I want to play there. And then as I got older, I kind of realized, you know, it'd be really cool to play in a place where my family can come watch me play, best fans in the country, um, some of the nice facilities that I've, I've ever been in, uh, really blessed to use every single day. But you know, if if your work isn't going to match your dream, then like, it's not really going to add up, and then you will be disappointed. So I've always just kind of had that attitude, whether that's going into a basketball game 
or a friendship or my faith, you know, to just be willing to put the time in and then things do work out. And, um, you know, it's been an incredible ride and I've, I've kind of seen, I have seen the work that I've put into my dreams specifically pan out and it's been really, really cool. You uh, mentioned that your dad is a teacher. You're a health and physical education major. School, clearly important growing up and now. How do you balance being an elite athlete? You are uh, a D3 Hoops all-region player. You're a captain. Um, You're an MIAA champion. How do you balance the role of student and athlete? And you're also like a 20, 21, 22-year-old guy that's got a social life. How's all that work? Um, I would just say, you know, take time for yourself, but also, you know, invest in everything that you've got going on. Like it's a, like you said, I'm 21. I'm 21 years old. Um, I'm in college playing basketball with some of my best friends, um, and I'm in classes that are focused on the job that I want. Like right now in life, this is such a cool moment, a cool time, um, and not taking any of that for granted. Really, just. Investing in your schoolwork, investing in your teachers, your professors, excuse me, on understanding that they want the best for you, along with your coaches and teammates. Um, yeah, no, I just try to you know, stay stay engaged with what's going on. You know, it's really easy to kind of worry about maybe, hey, student teaching's coming up or uh, big games coming up or, you know, I got a huge test coming up or huge exam, but, you know, really staying in the moment, realizing that, you know, each day when you wake up, like you've got so much just in that day to be excited for. You know, I really, I think it really kind of clicked to me when I you know, woke up every day and was like, you know what, this practice, this class, this chapel, this time with my friends, like I'm really kind of just going to invest in there and not be distracted. And uh, it's hard. You know, it's, you're young, um, independent, kind of for the first time in your life. Uh, being away at college, for me, it's not as far, but feel pretty independent um and i would say yeah just understanding that you know there are times where you're gonna have to give more to certain things uh exam week you're gonna have to focus more on school maybe um during break is a great time to get in better shape because you don't have schoolwork to do and then you can go get shots up and you can run more and you can lift more um yeah your social life also just break friends come home from different colleges and find in intentional times i know a lot of my high school friends and teammates we had we've got a couple big high school games this week so we made it a point to like, go out to eat and then go to the game together and just kind of catch up and talk that way um uh no i just say like really being aware of what you have going on right now because it is a special time you know it's you're not quite an adult you're not quite you know the independent high school that you were before coming to college and it's yeah this you know, enjoy it and kind of soak everything in. We wind up with Clayton Dykehouse on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're available 24 hours a day at whtc.com, and I'm on Twitter at the Scott J. Watson. I'm going to give you one or two words. You're going to give me a really short answer. Greg Mitchell. Right. Uh, great leader. Hope women's basketball. Standards for excellence. Evan Thomas. Elite teammate, person, and basketball player. TJ McKenzie. A competitor. Dog. Five years from now. Yeah. Teacher impacting kids' lives uh, the same way that my life is impacted by the great teachers I had in Hope Basketball. 
Hope community as well. He is Clayton Dykehouse, co-captain of the Hope College Flying Dutchman, and we'll have more with him tomorrow morning on Hearing Voices. Hearing Voices? I'm Hearing Voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we continue our visit with Clayton Dykehouse. We talked yesterday about being a student, being an athlete, and being a 21-year-old in college. You mentioned yesterday that you were adopted. What impact, if any, did that have on you, understanding that you don't know any other way? Um, I would say it was really cool for me. Um, being an African-American man, uh, brothers also African-American, uh, two parents were white, you know, was, it was a learning experience for all of us. I think they, they did a really good job of, Allowing me and athlete, my brother, to grow up in the community of Zealand, but also a lot of the travel teams we played for when we were younger, uh, the church we attended as a family when we were all in the house together, those were both predominantly uh, African-American and black churches and teams, organizations. Um, so they did a really good job of teaching us that a person's value right away has nothing to do with the color of their skin. Um, and that's something that, you know, I've always kind of had a unique perspective of being at Hope, being a minority student, then also growing up in a predominantly white community. You know, I kind of feel like I can bridge some of the gaps, some of the uncomfortable conversations I find myself having are not as uncomfortable, I think, because of how my parents did a good job of diversifying where me and my brother were and uh, who, we were, who we were around growing up. We had white pastors, black pastors, white coaches, black coaches, male coaches, female coaches. Like, it didn't matter. They just wanted good people to pour into their kids. And, um, yeah, that's you know, had nothing but a positive impact on, on both of us, for sure. I have a young friend who's a seventh grader. He's an African-American boy to a mom who has blonde hair and blue eyes. One of the things that he and I talk about is where do I fit in and what's my identity? What should he know? I wish I had a really good answer for him. Um, I would tell him, you know, you still kind of figure it out. Like, as you grow and as you mature, um, that's something that in high school, it was, it was kind of hard. You know, you're, you feel like you see the world through your eyes as much as you see it through your parents' eyes. You're just starting to mature and starting to recognize that you are different. You do look different. Other people may may view you differently than they view your parents. Um, I would say just, you know, understand that, like, you inherently, who you are as a person, that's all that matters. You're not going to be able to change anybody else's perception. But as you learn to become more comfortable with yourself and you realize that, you know, my parents, doesn't matter if they're yellow, blue, purple, green, but they love me, they care for me. They did the best they could, and I'm going to represent them in a way that is going to radiate nothing but positivity and light towards others. And you'll, you'll see that you know, it's really hard to be negative to someone who's always positive. Like it's, it's really, really challenging, no matter what you look like. And even though you know, that is uncomfortable, even even for me now, you know, I, I'm 21 years old, and you know, hopefully one day I'm able to have my own family and regardless of my kids are completely African-American or mixed 
fantastic. I want them to know that you know, I love them. I care for them. The same way that my parents did for me and the same way I'm sure his mom you know, does for him, regardless of what they look like. His is the voice of Clay Dykehouse. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're at WHTC.com 24 hours a day. We're also on Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you access high-quality entertainment. Clayton Dykehouse is a senior co-captain of the Hope College Flying Dutchman. He's also a two-time captain for them and a D3 Hoops All-Region player right in the middle of the MIAA season. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is something that was not really in our lexicon when you started college. What are your thoughts on that, not just at the college that you attend, but across our nation? It's a subject that I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of, and I feel like also every you know young person of color, minority, non-minority, like it's something that we're navigating now as society maybe more than ever um and i would i would just say that it's that's something that i think everybody i talked about earlier putting their best effort in like this is something that everyone really does need to put their best effort in uh male female doesn't matter um understanding that everyone's race is the same like there's there are different obstacles for certain jobs certain career paths certain opportunities for education that all have some area of diversity, equity, or inclusion, and understanding that, you know, it's our job as people, people first, to figure out a way to where that playing field is leveled, to where we don't have to, to where this conversation changes from, like, what can we do to, like, help improve it, to, like, it's already great, let's keep pushing things forward, you know, having open conversations, uncomfortable conversations with your peers, with your friends, with your superiors, that can be an uncomfortable one too. Just understanding that it's a topic that if we talk about it like it's already solved, we won't get anywhere. And if we talk about it, if we talk about it, excuse me, with our wall, with like with walls up, and we don't listen to each other, we don't understand where different people are coming from, then it's an issue that we're gonna we're gonna struggle with for for a lot longer. But you need to be able to like come together and actually have these conversations. We wind up with Clayton Dykehouse this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Speaking of really uncomfortable conversations, a little bird told me I should ask you the following question. Is your golf game getting any better? <laughs> All right, so is, uh, is a little bird my head coach? Because otherwise I don't know if I can... I don't know that we're allowed to reveal our sources. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the golf game is not getting any better, but... The mini golf game, the mini golf game, pretty on point. But uh, no, that's that's really funny. It, it is not getting any better. Favorite video game? Favorite? Oh, I'm gonna sound really old here, but I uh, I don't really play a lot of video games. I'd say my favorite one right now has to be the my roommate just got the new. It's not new anymore, but he got uh, he got a PS5 and he got the Spider Man. Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse game. So it's been a lot of fun. I've been playing that a lot. If the choices are cook, dresser, dancer, or singer, I'm the best blank on the team. Ooh. We've got really good all of those. But if I'm taking one, if we're really trying, like if we're, if it's, uh, if it's an event, like a team banquet, or a wedding or formal, I'll go dresser. 
I'll go drive there. It's me. If you're worried about the future of the world, go back and re-listen to this interview. Clayton Dykhouse, thanks for the visit today on Hearing Voices. Oh, thank you for having me.